Jackoffs, how we doing? Welcome back to the Union Jackoff. It is me, Daniel Muggleton, sitting in London in my living room, staring out the goddamn window at what seems to be a sunny day. I thought the winter was coming. I thought it was getting cold again, but no, this week has turned around. I love that. Shout out to Global Warming uh, for making London more inhabitable than ever before. Um, guys, we're back with, a, with an episode within a week. Very exciting. Uh, and I just want to give you a little news update. This week's episode is visual as well. You can see it live because big announcement for the Union Jackoff. We are now being supported by the good people over at Vauxhall Comedy Club. Uh, if you remember the Bobby and Harriet episode, we recorded that there. Uh, that is going to be my permanent location going forward. Uh, shout out to Mooch, who is producing that. Uh, you can hear him in this episode having a quick chat. Um, it also supports great podcasts like All I Do Is Fail with Ali Woods and Tom Elwes. Uh, and The Quote Is Full, which I was a guest on with Kay Curd, uh, among other people. Big rotating lineup at The Quote Is Full. So listen to those podcasts if you're into it. Um, so yeah, please get around me. All the, all the episodes will be released on my YouTube channel. Uh, I don't have a URL for you yet because I don't have a hundred subscribers on YouTube. What? Can you believe it? Me neither. I'm sitting on 88 so far. I've just chucked a new stand-up clip on there. So if you like it, just Google. Well, don't, don't Google it, bloody YouTube, but Daniel Muggleton. Uh, you'll see a bunch of clips there. If you hit subscribe, we make it to 100. We get the URL and then I can more easily promote the video episodes of this podcast. Uh, beyond that, I just wanted to say uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Please do get in touch at the Union Jackoff on Twitter. I think Twitter is what it's all about when it comes to podcasts. So get around me there or you can get at me personally at Dan Muggleton on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, this week's guests, I kind of want to dive straight in because we've got Sean McLaughlin and Tom Ballard. What? Sean McLaughlin, uh, I think Time Out described him as the best comedian you've never heard of. People are starting to hear of him though. He is amazing. He supports Ricky Gervais regularly. He supported Bill Burr. Uh, absolutely one of my favorite comedians that I've met in the UK. And Tom Ballard uh, had his own show on Australian TV called Tonightly with Tom Ballard. Uh, I've known him from way back when he was a big dog and I was running my little open mic rooms. He'd come down, try some stuff out. Super hilarious dudes. Uh, I wanted to chat to Sean about growing up in Brighton uh, and then moving to London and kind of re re regaining his Catholicism. I thought that would be interesting. And I talked to Tom, who's from a very small country town in Australia, and uh, he's kind of taken taking Australian media by storm and now he's in the UK for the moment. Will he stay? I don't know, but I wanted to hear his first impressions of life over here. Um, other than that, guys, uh, there is an Australian Comedians Dope Comedy Show this Saturday, the 14th of September at the Bill Murray. Uh, it's a 5 p.m. show. Tom Ballard will be on that show as well as cool dudes like Sam Campbell, Arnie Pye, Brody Snook, and Rooney Talwa. I'll be there as well hosting if you want to come say hello. And if you do come down, please say hello. I love hearing from people who enjoy the podcast. It's always a highlight for me. Uh, so I think we're ready to get into it. Uh, the Union Jack Off, now brought to you by Vauxhall Comedy Club Labs. Shows at Vauxhall Comedy Club. 
pretty much every night of the week these days. You can go check that out just next to the station there. Uh, other than that, I want to get into this episode. Jerkoffs, let's have a chat to Sean McLaughlin and Tom Ballard. Welcome to the Union Jackoff. Back in the studio. We're going to keep it in the studio from now on uh, with Mooch, my beautiful producer over there in the corner. He's just checking the levels. He's not being charismatic yet. There you go. Um, But I got two great guests for you. I have Australia's Tom Ballard. Hello. And the UK's Sean McLaughlin. Hey, everyone. There we go. The guys are in. We're We're starting. This is it. The podcast is on. Look at you putting energy in immediately. (laughs) Now, are the listeners jerk-offs or jack-offs? Uh, jerk-offs. Okay, they're I jerk-offs. I, should they be jack-offs? I've never well, actually... That would make sense. Really? <laughs> I thought it was like... Because you don't call someone a jack-off, do you? You don't do that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You've never insulted anyone? No. Okay. Because no. American, like a jerk-off, is like, that's like a thing. He's fucking jerk-off. Sure. Whereas, but the like, name of the show is the Union Jack-off. Yeah, I mean, but calling it the Union Jerk-off ruins the pun. <laughs> Don't Look, change the name of the show. There's a lot of issues with the show. Because, like, I am, I am vigilantly anti-pun and my podcast is a pun. Like, yeah. it's an issue yeah. that I didn't think through. But I thought it was snappy. I thought it was a snappy title. Call them What the Fuckers. That'll be good. What the Fuckers? Yeah. That's, that, that's your idea for the podcast. That's uh, Mark Barrett's uh, name for them. He's listeners. He calls them What the Fuckers? Yeah. Really? Oh. Brilliant. Strong um, start. <laughs> I like, you, know, you never listened to the. I've, I've listened to it, but like, I forgot. I would it. love it if you had a podcast and you'd never even heard of Mark Maron. <laughs> <laughs> Who? That, that'd be like the most hipster shit of all time. Just like, what, Mark Maron has a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other people are doing this, man. Like, honestly, I just wanted people to speak. I just wanted to speak to other comedians and yeah. learn from them. But um, you're, you're an Australian man currently living in the UK. You're living here. That's... I don't know, this is hot. This is hot off the press. I'm here and I'm alive. And yes. I'm here until the end of September. I have a two-year working visa to the UK. And the dream is to eventually move to this wonderful country. Yeah. Um, but it might take a little bit of time. Yeah. A little bit of time. But tier five on the visa? Tier five, baby. Tier five hero? Yep. Yes. Um, we do not reciprocate that with them, as you'd know. No. They Tell don't... me what is tier five. That That is, well, you... I, I got denied on my first attempt at a tier five. Really? This, this is, yeah, the visa that nobody doesn't get. This kind of <laughs> just <laughs> fucked it. Like, every, like, I called them up and I'm like, I got declined. And they were like, really? Like, <laughs> even the visa office was confused. And like, yeah, basically a tier five is a two-year working visa that is given to Australians, Canadians, Taiwanese, uh, who else? Japanese. Like, because I thought it was a Commonwealth thing. I mm. thought it was like, hey, from the Commonwealth, come over, have two years. No, yeah. it's purely like an economic thing. Yeah. Like if you're. Oh, is that the one? If you're under, th- is it you're under thirty? Under thirty-one. Yep. Yeah. Up to thirty-one. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, and you get two years, just kind of like no questions asked, as long as you've got enough money in your bank account to like leave the country. Yeah. Like that's kind of the only thing they care about. Whereas sure. with um, British people coming to Australia. They have to work in a farm. They have to work, go food picking, and uh, it's really very stringent for, for a couple of like a couple of months or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like it's like I think it's like sixty days or something. And you don't choose where you go, and you have to be sent from- to these remote areas of the country in the burning sun with your fragile British skin. <laughs> yeah, and if you're my friend Daniel, who's a, quite a camp gay man, you're told to tone it down. Pick that fruit like a man. <laughs> 
imagine? It's fucking like, brutal. Dude, you're picking that fruit pretty gay. Like, can, <laughs> yeah. you just, can you just bring it down? Like, it's, it's just wild. The, the restrictions, the honour that we think it is to come to Australia, the, the, the hoops that you must jump through in order to yeah. hang around is, is pretty incredible. But like, I do, I do kind of enjoy it because like, if you look at the initial, you know, Australian people, convicts sent over, had to like work for their freedom. Now we're like flipping it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I you respect want a, You that. want another year? You fucking <laughs> pick that fruit, you dog. Does it have to be fruit picking? Could it not be anything else? It's... It's farm Agri- work of some agricultural kind. work. Yes. Like it's like broader. Like I know someone like because he had like a hookup. Because you get hookups. Because there's like different. Like yeah, you sort it out. Like the government isn't like this is your assigned farm. Yeah, because that's slavery, I guess. <laughs> but like they do get paid. But it is like slave labor rates. Like yes. like three pounds an hour. So let me get like this something sh- crazy. So I want to move to Australia. Well, I want to move there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got stuff set up. I've got gigs. I've got work set up. But before I get to do any of that. <laughs> You're telling me the government says not only do I have to pick fruit, I have to find my own. I've got no connections no, to the fruit no, picking no, industry no. here. No, Mate, this is, I can hook you up. This all is, right, thanks, man. I know, I know I'll, try to, I'll try to tone it down. I know, I, you tell me the clubs to do here in London, <laughs> I'll get you some good farm gigs. <laughs> well, the thing that is my favorite bit about it, it's not initially. So you get a year in Australia, sure, whatever you like. Okay, but cool. hey, just when you've started to like the place, just when yeah. you're like, oh, I think I'd like to stay longer, they're like, well, <laughs> there's one thing you must do, and that is pick fruit for 90 days. I'm sure that if you were a you know high-powered businessman, you would not have to go through yeah, the fruit yeah. picking. Uh, there are different kinds of visas that you can get. But if you are someone in their 20s who's just wanting to sort of travel and, mm. and do some bar work or be a front-of-house person at a various yeah. fringe festival, then you're picking some fruit. Maybe it's like you have to say to the government, no, I'm not doing that. And they go, that was a real test. <laughs> and they just give you a passport. And it's like hazing. It. Yeah, yeah. It's just no, like, yeah. Australians wouldn't like that. We're, we're big sticklers for rules. And I like rules that. that you have what, to follow. Them. What are you talking about, Tom? We got the kangaroo and the emu in our coat of arms because they're the only animals who can't take a backward step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a rule. They can't go backwards. That's true. All right. If you saw a kangaroo going backwards, you'd report it to the authorities. Yeah, that's and actually a true thing. What do you mean? They can't go backwards. Kangaroos and emus. What, li- legally? Or no, just literally. There's <laughs> <laughs> not police officers with binoculars being like, that fucking cunt's hopping backwards. Get it. Like, no. All right. Just like, they physically can't do it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that's why it's on the coat of arms. Supposedly. There's got to be other... A cow. Could a cow go backwards? Australian animals. No, they can't go... Oh, right. Yeah, they can't go downstairs. <laughs> we, we had a cow on a coat of arms. Well, all right. Yeah. And also the other thing is that we're the only country that eats its, uh, the animals that are on its coat of arms. Is that true? Apparently, yes. Yeah. My word. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. What's even on our God, coat I missed that What's country? on our coat of arms here? Stripes. Stripes. I, no, there's I thought flag. it was a lion. You have it's a, a lion, lion, right? Yeah. Might, but there might be a horse on there. I'm sure some people eat horses. Well, there's a unicorn on the on the uh, on the passport, isn't there? Oh yeah. There's well, people aren't on the passport. We don't, we don't eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, there's a unicorn on the British passport. I think so. Yeah. Who yeah. knows, post-Brexit, you might have to just... Yeah, uh, we'll have to get rid of that. Rid of right. that how, long, how long are we in? <laughs> Five minutes. Tom's like, I understand your culture. Let me stay. Right. It's oh. going to be like... Our post-Brexit, our passport is just going to be a fucking scratch and sniff with some, <laughs> with some fruit. And if you ever miss the old times, you just sniff your passport. Like, oh, yeah, that's what it tasted like. <laughs> just uh, Wait, so... We should keep we should keep the thing the introductions going. <laughs> Brighton. Oh, Brighton. you're sure to. Brighton. Yeah, yeah, Brighton. Brighton. yeah. We, we got we got deep Australian, and this is uh, you're a Brighton boy. Born in Portsmouth, raised in Brighton. Born in Portsmouth. Yep. Give me give me some Portsmouth. What's that? Is that is so, that between? 
Brighton and Southampton? Is that like that is exactly what it is. Yes, it is. It's closer to Southampton. They're big rivals. Big it rivals. It's a big historically naval docking town, mm-hmm. shipyard place. Uh, that's where I was born. That's and then I, we moved to Brighton when I was like one. Okay, so, so like yeah. mainly Brighton. Mainly Brighton, yeah. Mainly you, Sean McLaughlin, the most alternative person I've ever seen. Good grief. Growing up in Brighton. Well, I mean, because Brighton claims that, like, heart. Like, it's not just yeah. everybody else. It's like Brighton being like, no, but seriously, bro. Like, yeah, are heaps progressive. I think it's definitely, it's definitely taken a leap in the 10 years since I've lived there. I mean, right. it's always been it's always been like a party place and a big like it was always like the gay capital and the drugs capital and all that stuff. Mm. But it never felt like it was like 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 there's now a green MP in Brighton. That was never the case when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was like a conservative seat. Oh. Like yeah, they were all Tory seats. Mooch, that, that is Mooch's just... phone. <laughs> Mooch's phone going off <laughs> mid pod. Who was it from? Is that the fucking Home Office talking about you? clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Vauxhall Comedy Club, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast now brought to you by the Vauxhall Comedy Club. Yeah. Is it every night of the week now? Um, nearly. Sunday to Sunday to Thursday and Fridays occasionally. Fridays and, occasionally? And Fridays, Saturdays occasionally. Like uh, I'm working up to do the, uh, to do the weekend stuff properly. Yeah. Great. It's, uh, have you guys done it? Can I get a slot? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah, let's I'll, do it. I'll grab, your, I'll grab your details after and I'll, I'll pest you for slots. Cool, man. I cool. like that we seamlessly just styled that ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's all a, a ploy. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get the plug going. Freak, I mean, like is, that, is that a club? <laughs> <laughs> is someone calling? Please let Can me Can I get stay. a spot? <laughs> <laughs> Live with the Apollo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Live with the Apollo on Wednesday. Is that really? interesting? I've got to watch the taping. Is that going to be hell? I don't know. I'm I don't think it's Thursday. like American tapings here. I don't think it's like long like that. It's like from the six till ten thirty. Oh fuck! All right, I lie. <laughs> Are they doing that the entire? Se- they do two full episodes on the day. Yeah, Everyone yeah. does twenty, and then they have a break. They do back, do back to back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I don't know if it'll no, be I'm very, like. I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Very yeah. grateful. Yeah, for the people. So yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and if they, if they cut to you in the crowd, that's a credit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As seen on Live at the Apollo. That's Bang. a credit. As seen on. Yeah. And they yeah, yeah. Live at the Apollo. They're notorious for for the. They always cut to the crowd. Whenever someone makes a joke about a certain type of person, they find that yeah. person in the crowd. <laughs> So you should hope that one of them makes a joke about She's Tom Ballard. Laughing, yeah, wasn't yeah. yeah, right, great. Dude, I, I had that like with, with my special, like the guy sent me like one of the edits and it was like and I said like the word Muslim and then a joke and then he just cut to like a lady in the hijab and I'm like, yeah. that needs to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're not having that. Like yeah. that's that's weird. Like but I've always thought that'd be like a good sketch, you know, where they just like you do a joke about everything, you just cut to that. Yeah. And then it like just keeps going down like that kind of person, and then it's like a dog and it's like a dog laughing, and then like a stapler laughing. <laughs> And then like a joke about yourself and then you laughing like (laughs) There you go. Just just pitching sketch ideas, like that's where we're at. I had a bit about it, but yeah, one of the TV spots was cutting to a guy in the crowd who's just checking his watch, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant haircut. I love my, my favorite thing, and this is all film stand-up, no matter where it is. Yeah, they'll only ever find one or two people laughing, mm. and always just look behind them or look next to them. There will be someone there going, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> like, because there's always at least fifty percent of a crowd going, "What is this?" in a recording. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. like, especially like in the states, and I don't know if it's the same here, but like free tickets and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just people just being like papered in, and mm. then it's like, what are we? We're not invested. I think Live at the Apollo is free, isn't it? Are you? Did you? Oh my god! Oh, this is when I find out that you. So, some some people in the industry gave have sort of be out for yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
I think it's yeah. I think it's like TV recording rules. I mean, that's pretty funny. It's just like, hey Tom, you're booked for live at the Apollo. Cool. How long am I doing? No, you're in the crowd. I'm <laughs> <laughs> seat warmer. Yeah. They yeah, said yeah, I yeah. have to. You have to stay for the whole two shows. You can't. I guess no empty seats. That's important. That's fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about we're talking about Brighton. You, Brighton. It used to be more conservative because like since I've come here, it's like it's like the progressive. Yeah, like that's the, the butt of every joke, like the blue hair, like the yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very middle class, right? It's, it's it is like definitely like now professional it's, middle class kind of vibe. Well, right? it's sort of the, it was always the artist place. Yes. I think it's like it was the it was the first like really gentrified right. place. Yeah, right. so it became very expensive. Now it's like basically the same as London. Yeah, was it, was um, it ever rough like it, before it like gentrified? Was it like ever kind of like a poorer place or was it just... Not rough. I mean, it's like any city of a certain size. There were definitely rough parts to it. Yeah. I mean, the, the part of town I grew up in when I was a kid, it didn't feel particularly like... It was nice. It was mm. you know nice enough, but it mm. wasn't like you know, one of our neighbors was like a builder and then one of them was a lawyer. It was kind of a normal place where everyone could live. Right. Whereas and, now... And now be... I go back to those streets and it's like, Holistic dog centers. <laughs> like there, there, there is a holistic dog center where there used to be a liquidation store. <laughs> oh so, so there was a big store at the top of our road, which was where it's basically come buy cheap stuff here. And if you don't buy it, it will be liquidated. Sure. And now it's where you, uh, you trade your dog to rap or something. Right? <laughs> I thought holistic dog center was like a hilarious example. That's a real. It does. It's genuine holistic Would dog they holistically center. Holistically yeah. heal your dog, or I guess you... I mean I've done. Yeah, they they teach your dog mindfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like no, it's not enough just to sit. Why are you yeah. sitting? Like, that's the. That's it the is. Case. There is like. The problem with Brighton is it, it is uns, it's insufferable. <laughs> it's like I'm so glad that I'm, I'm out of there. Um, That's I was looking at maybe going the uh, the world transformed, uh, which is happens in. Um, Conjunction with the Labour Party conferences there the weekend, week after mm. next, I think. So that's where Corbyn and all the lefties will be doing their little yeah, yeah, conference yeah. talking about left. So I thought, oh, that's an interesting location to, for that to happen. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like Brighton is one of the three main party conference cities. Right. So yeah. the Tories have had loads of party conferences in Brighton. Right. Margaret right. Thatcher was almost assassinated that was in the Brighton. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's oh, it's wait, definitely. I'm, I'm a I'm a dummy. What's this? What's this bombing? Like the Thatcher. <laughs> No, this is, they this blew is... up the Grand Hotel in Brighton, the IRA. Trying, really? Trying to kill Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love a bit of... I don't know stuff. This it's is... pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. This, this is why I do this. I, just, I do this so I don't have to read, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I just, yeah, I just yeah. get to figure shit out. So that was like, what, in like the 80s, 70s, 80s? 80s, yeah. 80s, right. Maybe early 90s. Yeah, I think it was late, late 80s, yeah. And in, in Brighton, so they used to do like the conservative conferences. What, what are the other two major conference cities if Brighton's one of them? Uh, I, I think London. Bournemouth. Oh. And um, Birmingham? No. They have some in Birmingham. Now it's sort of spread out. It was always a seaside place. Blackpool had a few. Blackpool. I was and just now in... Manchester has a few, I think. Right. Yeah. I was just in Blackpool on the weekend. Yeah. That is now because I basically I, I do like gigs anywhere that'll have me just because I'm I'm trash and I enjoy it. Good. Blackpool is the new grimmest place. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That like Blackburn was number one, <laughs> and Blackpool has just. Swept them. Like Black, just, Blackpool is what Brighton would be if it wasn't near London, basically. A hundred percent. Being near London is the best thing that ever happened to Brighton. Because like yeah. Blackburn's got like a pier as well, and that makes it so much sadder. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> yeah. these really depressed people next yeah. to a pier. It's like, look, I know you guys are sad. Here is something we built for you to jump on. Like, <laughs> so, so fucking depressing. Is I got padded off for nineteen p. 
19p. I'm like, you want me to take too many of these. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to get the power in my hands. It's yeah. unbelievable. That is isn't even a price. Casino, do people go there for a casino? No, but it does have like Atlantic City vibes, okay. I think. Like it definitely yeah. has that. Just kind of like. What, run down and just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run down and just like this, this place used to be the place. Before we made the new place. It is such like faded glory. Like Blackpool has been hit harder by cheap flights to Europe than pretty much any other British town. <laughs> right. Than yeah, Butlins. Yeah, yeah. Butlins yeah, yeah, Butlins yeah. is the only other thing. I just did a gig in Butlins. Well. Do you know Butlins, Tom? Nope. Oh my God. Butlins. Bognor Regis Butlins? Is that the one you went no, to? No, I did Minehead. Okay. What a fucking... Just by the names of the places. You're yeah. like, humans shouldn't go here. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing? But Butlins was like there kind of like... Just imagine like a Jamboree recreation park. Okay. That's like that's like just kind of like it's just out of Sydney. It's just like a bit shit. It's like and you kind of go there on like a family holiday if you couldn't afford a better Butlins mm. is the posh holiday. one as well. There's Pontins. Pontin. That's, that's it. Wait, that's Butlins is the posh one. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen the amount of teeth that are in Butlins? Just, just heroin and, and sand. <laughs> it's yeah. Heroin and sand. That sounds like Blackpool. To be yeah. honest, heroin yeah. and sand. It's they're really grim. They're really grim. Pontins. Mm. Okay. Because like no yeah. one does bleak like the British. You really, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an amazing gift. Yeah. Like it, like <laughs> yeah, like British everyday life is almost as bleak as like an Irish novel. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. like every Irish novel is like. So my parents died before I was six, and then I killed myself. And you're like, what? Still better than Pontins. <laughs> Still better than Pontins. Oh, I went right. to Argos for the first time. See, there's so many things I only know through stand-up comedy. Like people referencing like Alan Carr routines about going to Argos. Yeah. Mm. And I just. I just I thought it was so um, something so wrong about it. Like the, 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 the computer was so slow. Yeah. Every time you pressed anything on the screen, it took honestly forty seconds for it to move on. And then like a pop up message would say like, "Hey, you're taking a while." I'm like, "No, you're taking too long. I'm waiting for this to go." And then you find the shitty product, and then you go over, and the man brings you out the product. It's all—it's something. There's something wrong about it. What did you? What. what did you buy, Argos? Am I, had, I allowed to ask? Yes, yeah, fine. I had to get some pillows because I took a pillow to a music festival, and I'm subletting a place, and I lost that pillow, so I needed to buy. I was—I was there at that music festival. You already did, and so were you. This is the end of the road. He brought the pillow. There I was we like, go. Oh, just give me his stuff. And he's like, oh, no, I got this pillow. I need to take it home. <laughs> so what the fuck happened to the pillow, Tom? I don't know. I must have lost it on that on that train. Come back from Heathrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like? You go to a festival, you lose a pillow. Get I mean, it's a tale of oldest time. <laughs> I just never... I don't know if you bring a pillow to a music festival. It's been so long since I've camped. I did like three of them this year and I just was in and out. I had a pillow. Uh, me and my wife stayed over at a music festival. And I had done a full weekend in like 10 years at a music festival. Yeah. And like, yeah, we had pillow because we had a car. And so we brought pillows and like proper blankets. It was yeah. It's just great. It felt good. I used to just like sleep a lot my backpack and like... Love yeah. it. I'd love it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, so, I'm just so connected to the music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do right. like the like idealism of youth in that sense. Like, I remember like one time I was like, yeah, man, I was so fucked up. I just slept next to the car, like, not even <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the tent. And now it's just like, oh, that person's going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, it does change. But like, one thing that I found interesting is like the Australian comics who were in Edinburgh just did like a music festival. And yeah. they'd come to Edinburgh and like, I'd run like the Australian show, like the ACDC thing. And then like, they talk about going to the music festival, like, yeah, who has been to a music festival? And everyone's like, what? And they'd be like, who has been to comedy at a music festival? And they're expecting the crowd to be like, no. Whereas, like, in the UK, everyone's like, yes. It's <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. all of us. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we enjoy it. It's a great part of the day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just like that divide between, like, in Australia, it's like, hey, man, I'm a comedian. And they're like, oh, cool. 
That's it. Like they don't. Yeah. They don't have like they've never seen anything. <laughs> like they've just seen one guy at the town hall one time. Right. Like whereas in the UK, it's like oh, I go to this club around the corner. Have you been there? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just such a different engagement. We definitely know. have like a culture of live entertainment in this country. Like everyone kind of does. I'm always amazed of how well the British comedy club scene is going. And pe- people sort of complain that it's dying, and it's only dying compared to what it was 20 years ago. But really, like it's insane. for an island of this size, it's kind of ludicrous how many comedians can be sustained mm. and for the, the most part and how many people are in the audience like yeah. like even yeah like just these random like butlin's minehead like it was like a sunday afternoon that was yeah. like 200 250 people yeah and you're just like in australia you'd like murder someone for that many people <laughs> you'd be like how many babies i'll fucking do it like i just <laughs> yeah. want to play more than 100 people on a saturday like that's all i want he's dumb really he's yeah it's but kind of ridiculous why, why do you think that is like I've, I've had like a bunch of like uh, you know like get like non-uk people and they reckon it's the houses they reckon it's just like you guys have kind of shit homes, <laughs> so you're willing, you're willing to, you're willing to spend. I mean, that's stuff eyeball on the camera, right? You don't get to look cross. Um, so, no, just like they're just kind of like. So you want to leave? What are you like, saying, man? They're what just like they, you just want to leave. Me house like, is fucking shit. Yeah. I'm gonna go to a comedy. I'm gonna go see Daniel Muggleton in it. I love I that. Mean, like, like I don't even how, have a living room. How shit is your house <laughs> if it's worse than the average comedy club? <laughs> Like Look, I've got, I've got to go to the comedy club just so I can feel a little bit luxurious. <laughs> oh no, the gig's almost over. I've got to go back to my little hovel. Oh no! Whose theory was that? Look Name at the delight- Look at these delightful folding chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the shit I got at Argos. Um, anyway, it was it was Dylan Gott, Canadian guy, and I kind of agree with it. Dylan Gott said that. Dylan yeah. Gott said a thing to me about Canadian comedy that I think maybe is the same with Australia, and it's relevant here. Sure. Because he said, I don't know if he said it here, but he said Canada is a country that is built for being outdoors. Yeah. Whereas Britain is not a country that's built for being outdoors. And maybe that's why people go to things. Mm. Which I, I think is a slightly... Maybe he was being diplomatic because he didn't want to say, your house is shit. <laughs> so that's why everyone's here. I, I mean, I definitely think there's some value to that. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, Australia, like... It's like like the rain in Australia. Like, if, like, I used to run shows there. And if it was raining, I'd just be like, all right, we're losing 50% of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Just done. Yeah, yeah. Lock it in. Mm. Like, this is in Sydney. Like, yeah. Melbourne, I guess, a little bit different because you're Melbourne now. Mm. You, you grew up you grew up like country boy yes in in Warnable. yep what a lovely house yeah, yeah. was it <laughs> no, need to, no need to go to any comedy club yeah. <laughs> yeah but like that's the thing in in these like english like villages like like they all have a comedy night they'll have like a comedy club i assume Warnable, there was like nothing uh there wasn't no there is a monthly room now but yes certainly nothing when i was growing up back yeah. in the day yeah because i i'd never seen live stand-up until i was like 21 Right. And that was like at Melbourne Comedy Festival. Like yeah. we kind of made like a weekend of it. But like the idea of just going to the comedy club around the corner. That even me, who like now yeah. is a comedian, I yeah. was like, that's insane. <laughs> like why would? It, where is it even? I don't know where it is. I didn't know Sydney had a comedy store. So I started stand up. Yeah. I had no mm. idea. You just love on your house the whole time. You know? I, was just, I was just out. I was outdoors. Is there something about? I mean, have you? Is that an observation you've had about British houses being shit? I mean, have it, you been to enough? They're definitely. Like my, I didn't like the house I grew up in was not like a massive house. I grew mm. up in like a three bedroom semi detached, like I would say a very average, okay house. But I would not say that it was so <laughs> shit. Like I would say, like if you were rich, you'd go there and go, "This is so tiny." But it was like it was clearly a pleasant enough place to sit and spend an evening. I don't think it's a real theory. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to defend this theory a little bit just because, yeah. like, 
in Australia, you've got space in your house to invite people <laughs> over to hang out yeah. there. Like, whereas, like, in my house in London, there's, like, seven chairs. Like, Back if in the day more... as well, it was, like, there's a latrine out the back. It's a two up, two down. I'm thinking, you know, more Victorian, like, tiny little... Yeah, but, like, those old terrorists... But I actually read a thing once. I read a book about, about the English mentality. And they said, actually, English people have a specific thing about their home in relation to most countries. And this... this I mean, I don't know how far the theory goes. I don't really remember all of it. Sure. But they said, like... In most countries, people will invite you into your house all the time. Like if you go to freaking France or Italy, they go, come round to mine, we'll have dinner, like to strangers. What, what I will never, that? I will, yeah, hey, come, come here, papa, <laughs> papa. <laughs> but I do, I do think like- Inviting your dad into your house. <laughs> papa, 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 come for food, papa. Please, no need for the comedy club tonight, papa. <laughs> Oh, Sean, sure, you kill me. We <laughs> are shit at home. Dad, come home to the comedy club. Mother misses you. Um, I didn't have a father growing up. So what happened? Did he run away? people over to your house? For I think it's... I... I uh, no, I, I would... Mm. If, I, if I could have no one ever in my house... <laughs> I have no desire to do that. And I think maybe that's a thing. Maybe that is a thing, actually. You want to meet publicly. Maybe you want to meet publicly. Maybe you want to meet no publicly. My house is house. not... I mean, the flat I live in now is fine. The, the only time in the UK you go to someone's house is after a night out when you're doing drugs. That's the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's genuinely it. That's yeah. the only and time if you were al- invited over. If you were allowed to do that at a car park, you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The flat I'm subletting in, it is three bedrooms and a kitchen. And that's that is, yeah. that is it. That's the entire... That so is the I love that you guys have attacked this theory and all you've done is slowly yeah, justify it I think it's much more about the miserable British soul that they need some kind of laughter mm. or need to get some communal area to laugh at the um, horrors of life but they are like they're a good audience as well like, well, they're I great. Think, like mm. not just comedy like music and stuff like and, he just, and like old motherfuckers still go out you know yeah <laughs> like in Australia if you hit like 45 like you're not seen in yeah, public yeah, anymore yeah. like you're done like you're watching sport that's it that's yeah. the only thing Australians will go out for Guaranteed sport. The music festivals. I've been to Latitude and End of the Road, and it was remarkable. The the like median age or the you know the number of retirees that were out there yeah. fucking rapping. I was very impressed. They're and they're having a good time. So I guess they are. Like, they yeah, Latitude was like yeah. extraordinarily family friendly. But 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 on the other end too, like the people in their six, late sixties easily mm. hanging out on bring their little chairs and, and mm. watching some um, you know Kate Tempest. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, but so like with sorry, just like back back to like growing up in like a country town in Australia. Mm. Like, do you do you think? Well, I I find it remarkable that you like got into comedy at all. Like, I find it remarkable that like I I did like being in like Sydney, which is like supposedly comedy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Um, doing a, doing a couple of gigs, watching a couple of shows. Cool. Um, I just don't like my living room. Uh, <laughs> but no, just like how how did you? Because, like, in the UK, like, I think there is that culture of going out, like, you know, everyone seems to have, like, been in a band or, like, done kind of something performance Like, most English people I know have kind of done something in that world. Whereas in Australia, like, no one does. And I think in a country town, like, you're so far away from it. You know mm. what I mean? I think there's, yes. I mean, the, the, the cultural literacy in this country is, is, is amazing. Mm. I'm always amazed at how sort of dumb your media is in this country as opposed to how smart people are, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, on, like, your average British person, I think, is, is broadly 
pretty well read and you know has a um, cosmopolitan yeah. outlook to things and your media is so fucking stupid yeah but, <laughs> as is ours but um uh, but yes uh, grew up in a country town is about 30,000 people and football was the main uh, preoccupation of young boys time so if you had an interest in musical theatre you were a little bit weird yeah but protected by middle class progressive parents uh, sending me along to drama classes and stuff I kind of figured it out yeah. right so did you have a football did you play absolutely not 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 one any sport surely cricket you seem like you roll drama <laughs> I hate cricket I played tennis for a little bit a little bit of soccer okay. I in primary school I used to commentate the uh, football matches to, to no one but myself that's I amazing that's that, great that that's like an origin now, story now I didn't know the rules or what was happening in the game but you know it just seemed like a good gig you know <laughs> <laughs> have an audience yeah that's, yeah. Uh, yeah but what, God, what that's a, embarrassing what? why is that embarrassing it's, commentating it's humiliating I wasn't, I wasn't a very cool kid <laughs> what do you mean I think that's way cool the me just being the, mediocre the, at sport and continuing to play because I thought I had to like what is there even such a thing though as a cool kid like I, I can't I've never looked at anyone under the age of 18 or even 21 and thought fucking hell they're cool <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like oh, yeah. come back in a decade I'm alright <laughs> yeah yeah, that is that is a good point. Like, as soon as what you turn like twenty five, I guess you're just kind of like anyone under the age of twenty one is a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they they are like, but that's kind of what's endearing about them. I look at myself as eighteen. Like when I was like seventeen, I was like a communist. I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is good stuff. <laughs> at my at my private school, being like, I'm a communist, and yeah. the teachers are like, I don't think you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand who's on the guillotine, champ. Um, but yeah, but no, I just I just find that really like remarkable. Like in because Australia is just like it's. I don't think comedy is like part of the Australian culture, really, like as a performance art. I think like being funny is very important, but I think like the actual kind of, we're going to go watch the, watch the person talk. Like that's, that's not our vibe. Um, like pub funny versus like club funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, going to a comedy club is very rare or, or a very specialized event. It's not mm. part of a regular, regular cycle, unlike say sport. Yeah. Um, and then same with probably theater. Although apparently more people go to arts events in Australia than sport. There's a statistic I've, I've, I've heard like year on year, the number of like attendance records across all arts uh, beats sport. Which is quite Does that include like cinema attendance as well? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I school just recitals. Even with that, I don't believe that statistic. <laughs> like, I think about all music festivals, theatre, uh, dance, ballet. But you know like, I always go to the dance and ballet. Oh man, so many times. <laughs> also, that's probably just like God, another opera I've already seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's probably also boomers' uh, disposable income to go to those kind of things. It's true. That are subsidised by a conservative government. Actually, yeah, but, like, um, my mum goes, and she's not even like a proper boomer. She's like a poor boomer. Like oh, she fucked it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's she's impressive. Like, you she's had lived every, a life. You had every opportunity to just nail this, and she's like, "Oh, but I didn't work for a bit. Like, idiot, <laughs> idiot. Just buy a house. Just have one." This, I would certainly say in Britain you can be a comedian who doesn't like have a regular TV or radio gig and you're doing quite well. You can be a live comedian. Yeah. Justin Hamilton, Australian comedian, once said, "It's like if you say you're a comedian, people say, oh, cool, what TV show are you on? What radio show do you do? Yeah. As opposed to just being a, stand -up, a live stand-up yeah, yeah. comedian. I think that's much more possible here than, than in Australia. Yeah. I think we, we, I mean, the population is enormous in yes. this country for the size of it. Yes. There's also, there's stuff like the transport links in this country. And we mm. always shit on the train here. But it is Beyond impressive. the price, it is insane how well connected Britain can be. Yeah. Like, yeah. so many tiny villages have got their own train stations. So many things like that. Yeah. So you can get around. And maybe that connects people more. Maybe that encourages people to 
Oh, man. Go out and do things more. The, the ability to get around is insane. Like yeah. this, this week, I was in York on Thursday, Blackpool Friday, Brighton Saturday, Minehead Sunday. Yeah. And like, it was not that bad. Yeah. Like, you know, like you could, it was a bit of a pain, but yeah. everything was pretty much on time. Like it wasn't crazy expensive. Yeah, like in yeah, Australia, yeah. can you imagine? It's like, yeah, I was in Sydney on Thursday yeah. and then I was in like Byron Bay on Friday. Like you just couldn't, like you'd be yeah. driving for nine hours a day minimum. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's just impossible. I was in... Because um, I, I, you were in Australia, right? You were in Australia... Yeah. Yeah, just in June. In May. May. Yeah, yeah, April, May. That, was that your first Australian... That was it, yeah. ...experience? What, yeah. What, what do you think about what Tom's saying about the, the comedy thing? Like, do you think they were literate? Were they, were they there with I you? I loved it. I loved it. But I think it was... I mean, I had it... It was different. I was doing festival gigs mm. in really, for the most part, established venues. Like, I was doing the evening shows at the store and doing solo shows and you know mm. and doing a galas at the opera house and I don't <laughs> think that represents <laughs> Australians oh man every Australian comedian's done no yeah, just yeah. Like, absolutely right you're the absolute top tier but I think like I, I loved it I loved the audiences I mean I, I, I loved it I mean I, you'd have to live it though I think you'd have to live it for a year to really get a sense of what it was like mm. um, I, I mean a lot of Aussie comics come over and go oh it's just it's hard over there and I take their word for it <laughs> like what are you talking about I was in Perth for one week and I did fine <laughs> yeah and because you, you've gone to Canada as well right because I always think like do you like Canada is just cold Australia like it's very similar like genuinely yeah. I think it's like insanely similar and if somehow I got this like different stereotype where they're all friendly and not racist and it's like yeah mate but like what happened to your indigenous population champ like, yeah, they're, well, yeah they're gone too yeah I think Canada have done a, a, I don't know how but they've played a blinder in terms of the native people's thing it's all US yeah. US get all the blame for that and it it went down in Canada pretty bad and it continues to yeah yeah. they've, they've got a great PR team the old yeah, Canadians they're just like what happened to the thing he's like look at Trudeau yeah, isn't he nice like, yeah. you know, it's, it's impressive and like ice hockey that's, that's just politeness a, that's, it shows how far politeness can get you if you yeah. say please and thank you people forget about the yeah. genocide that happened because <laughs> I mean the Canadians you assume they apologise sooner yeah. like, as, as, a, as a people you would expect them Australia waited like a hundred years. Canada's like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> Please forgive us. Are we going to stop? No. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, did you find like do you find Canadian and Australian people because your your wife is a Canadian lady? Yeah. Did, and are you guys planning like to stay here for good? Is she sold on the UK experience? At the moment, she is. I think. I think it's always touch and go. Um, at the moment, she's really enjoying living in London because we because yeah. we've moved into a, a slightly nicer place and. Um, a nice house. Don't need to go out as much. Don't need to go out <laughs> as much. That's, do you know what? We don't need to go out as much. Um, that is true, though. It is, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, ideally we'd be able to do both, but I don't know how viable that will be long term. Sure. I love it where she lives. I love where she's from. Where is that? She is from, well, I don't like her hometown. Her, term, her hometown <laughs> is, is called Cornwall, Ontario, which is a fucking... Boy, oh boy, oh, we got married there. Our, ve our wedding venue cost us $200. Oh, yeah. So that is where she's from. Oh, my God. Um, to keep. So yeah, yeah. And now we run it. Um, How big is it? Is it pretty small? Uh, it's about 50,000, but it's in that sort of massively spread out. Right. North American, like it's just sprawl. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Australian um, sprawl as well. We do. That I guess you well. probably do it pretty well. I don't know the suburban thing as well. Um, 
But she's grew, she like lived in Ottawa for like many many years before she came. It's great there. But it's just I mean I don't know about the winters. Wait, and like Ottawa. Ottawa. Who thinks about Ottawa? Isn't it ca- capital? It's the capital. Capital. Yeah. It's the it, Canberra of. Yeah, Canada, I've, yeah, I've heard. I've heard it was quite mm, stiff. I like it. You liked it? I don't mind it. The- I think maybe I like being in a city that isn't like London. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like quite nice to just be able to take it at a pace. Just like calm. Yeah. Like, wait, you've gone from like Brighton to London. Would you ever go back to Brighton? Never. Does that appeal? Never. 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 Why? Uh, not big enough. First of all. Yeah, you like a you like a bit of a. I like a big place. Yeah, good. Me too. Uh, yeah. I th- like like some population. Oh yeah, like yeah, some yeah, population. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Good. Also, I just don't have any affinity to. Bro- it, it is so different to what I mean. First of all, I didn't care that much about being there when I was there. I always wanted to get away, just because sure. I always just wanted to get away. And then I go back now, and it's not the same place that I grew up in. It's not like I can remember all the things because all everything's different and it's a different type of people live there sometimes and so everything's been replaced got like kind of Shawshank Redemption when he got out of the prison yeah it's a little bit like that maybe I should go back to where I know I still think it's the best night out around I mean that's the one thing with Brighton I think it's an amazing night out because just the amount of great pubs in the, no, you don't w- think so. When were you last in Brighton? It's all stag dudes and hen parties now. It's yeah, really... but that's only no. If you go like around the lanes and stuff, it's okay, isn't really? it? Do you uh, don't maybe. think so? I don't. It's I've I've heard just from local people that it's it seems to be dominated by that, and like a lot of the bigger musicy sort of clubs are shutting down. It's all just yeah. on the beachfront. Sorry to bring doom and gloom. No, it's fine. <laughs> well, Brighton's a weird place because it's like the top. The, the is that you again? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, it's, it's tourism is the industry that's yeah. the thing there's no there's no there's no industry in Brighton it's always been tourism right right. Um, so it's kind of but like what like tourism in terms of like people just go there to go out like there's not really stuff yeah. to like like you can't swim at the beach there have you seen it it's like, it's, you can swim at the beach yeah. it's, it's I mean you Australians can't but British people can <laughs> it's pretty yuck dude like you just look at it it's mm. like you know that colour of water where you're like well that no that's mm. that's a hard no <laughs> no I don't think I'd go back I don't think yeah. I'd go back but is it just dead during the winter then? If it's just the summertime? It's not super. It's not. I mean, there's still enough people for it to be a place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like it's not like um no, it's not like places like Margate or Blackpool where there is literally nothing. Like, right. There are enough people who live there, but it's not a good place to be in the winter compared. Summer, it's the best place to be, and winter, it's just like. It's a bit shy. Like my, my hometown's on the on yeah, the yeah. coast as well in Warrnambool, and in the summer, <clears throat> people who live in Warrnambool would rent a space down at the caravan park down at the beach mm. for the for like two or three weeks during the summer. So they li- and they'd go home to their house, which is like a five minute drive away, to do their washing or whatever. But that mm. was the, that was their summer holiday was going down to the caravan park in the, in the town that they lived. That's so like yeah. just living in the same town, yeah, slightly closer I to the beach. Thought, <laughs> Time to die, eh? Dream, dream, dream a little bit more, dream bigger. <laughs> that's I mean that that's the mad thing, isn't it, about Australia? I think it's just it's too much, it's too big and it's too far <laughs> from anything. It, I mean, do you get a sense of that when you're growing up, or is that only when you're older you're like, oh fuck, we're fuck. It's re- when you're there, it's really close. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You're really, really close to Australia. <laughs> yeah, really. but then like as soon as you leave, right, you're just kind of like, oh man, like what? How does anything get? There? Like, <laughs> why is the population so small for a country that big? I don't understand. It, I mean, it's twenty. <laughs> It's 25 Because the houses million. are too good. <laughs> <laughs> These people just don't want to leave. The houses right. are so good they won't have sex. They're just looking at their nice houses. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to you know, crowd up this living room with a baby. <laughs> I want to keep it fucking beautiful. Um, no, like, I, I don't think the population of Australia is like that small considering like how new it is. Like obviously they're like new as like people inhabiting it. But like... Australia as a concept is very new, like 200 years. 
200 a bit. So is America, surely. Isn't America around that? Or is it nah, around America's 400? like four. 400. It? It's like, it's a lot more. And the other thing with like America, like they let everyone in. Like after the wars uh, and stuff, they were like, fucking get in. We're going to have this big America. Like it's going to be like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it was like a destination. Whereas like, you, it was too far to get to Australia. Like a few people came over. But if you look at after World War Two, like we got like a bit of Polish immigration, like a little mm. bit of Greek, like, but not. I mean, we, we literally had a white Australia policy uh, for the first 50 or 60 years after Federation, which is literally saying that if you're a person of colour, you're not allowed into the country. So. Really? And this, and this yeah. is like back in the day where like white didn't include Italian. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like now it's like, please come in, we need you. Yes. But like, you know, back back in the day, it's just like not white enough. I love um, what people used to be racist about. Oh, people used to be awesome. racist about Catholics. You go, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're, the Irish, the original slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your, your God is the wrong race. Like, what? <laughs> let me. Um. Let me. I don't. Look, I can't comment on Australia's history or policy, but I will say, um, having been there, um, comfortably the most fuckable old people I've ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> comfortably. Go on. Consistently the most fuckable old people. Like I. I how old are we talking? Like. I'd say a there is. <laughs> if you would take a woman, I guess a man. I mean, I'm a hetero, so I mean, I can't judge. <laughs> as much as someone else if say at, at the average of like a 55 or 60 year old woman in Australia on average is going to be significantly fitter than the equivalent in any other country wow. in my experience really I was very yeah I thought we I was had... very taken aback I by think it. that goes across the board generally like Australians generally are in better shape and better nick than, than English people yeah I mean, I mean, like, but it's not just I've been English everywhere people like yeah, yeah. obviously <laughs> what like come on you guys are gross I, honestly like, <laughs> I think I think I think old people I think they're fucking fit over there <laughs> That, no one ever said that. You just I came mean, back from Australia. No, I was there earlier yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. Now, do you think that's someone who is fit, maintaining the fitness into old age, or is it like an okay person becoming Maturing. more attractive as they enter the fifties and sixties to you and your sicko brain? Well, based on what, you, <laughs> what did you? I think that was a loaded question, Tom. Whoa. I'm giving you the options. Answer the question. I would say sicko based on the brain. white Australia policy you just told me, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if you fucking kill off the mingers by forty. <laughs> You know we the rule to an island. Actually, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Just offshore. It's very convenient. So you yeah, get if a you, tan. You people like attractive people maintaining attractiveness. For ladies looking good, or like you. There's something about. The um, older age. Uh, I don't know what it is. Okay. I was just, maybe it was just a particular um, period of loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I don't disagree with that. Like I, I'm just thinking about it now. Like being like at the beach, like just like they're kind of in shape. Yeah, I think like they've kind of maintained. Like a shape, but I think like physically they're horribly destroyed by the sun. I think they may, maybe the, their spirit is in better shape. Mm. So their, their soul is is, uh, is yes, nourished, yes. and I that's, think that's most how I judge people. On the most inside, actually, <laughs> no, no, so, but so I, I know what you say. No, actually, no, actually, I agree with you actually now, Sean, because actually, you know, it's actually what's on the inside that counts. So Tom, I get Tom, it. Tom's actually got a pretty big like left wing media career in Australia <laughs> to protect. That's that's why he's playing this one beautifully. Be like, oh, that could cancel me. Not another one. Fucking dodge it. Um, I think all races and ages are beautiful, actually. So. <laughs> Thank you. Tom Ballard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 20, 2023 Prime Minister Tom Ballard running on a platform of everybody's great. Oh, um, no, that'll, that'll do very badly to Australian politics <laughs> if you can't demonize them already. That's oh, no good. I know. No, I'm going to run. <laughs> no, that, that's really interesting. I, I, I think you guys kind of age all right. 
I don't know. You guys put in so much work into your appearance here that I find impressive. Like, I can be tricked. Do you mean in terms of so little work? Like, no, so little on the back end, but like an hour before you go out, you're fucking putting in work, dude. Like, there's no Ooh. diet or gym, but like, God, you're dressing up and yeah, putting, on, yeah, putting yeah. on some, you know, some good gear. I think we dress horribly in Australia and like present ourselves quite lazily. But I like that though. Like, my, my fiance doesn't wear a lot of makeup and I'm like, good. Like the makeup thing just seems like, you know, it's tricky. It seems like trickery. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. I'll get tricked. I'll yep. be like, you look like that all the time, don't you? And then you see him the next day, like on the way to work, and you're like, oh, no, not at all. Uh, this was a complete lie. But Daniel's wearing tracksuit pants as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they know. I got a brand to protect. Um, phoning it in. That's my whole brand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just funny. So, with, so one thing with the Brighton. Um, Cause you're, have you, have you become Christian or like, have you like always kind of been Christian? You've like rediscovered it. Cause like, I just know that about you. Oh no, we were, we, I was raised Catholic. I was raised f fucking Catholic. Like super Catholic. <laughs> well, my mum saw my last show where I said we were raised really Catholic and she was like, oh, we weren't raised that Catholic. And I was like, well, you still, you sang in the choir, you still sing in the choir. And the priest came around our house. Like that's, <laughs> I think that's more Catholic than most. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I was, I was raised Catholic, but I just like tick the boxes. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Just like first was, communion, confirmation. Every Sunday we, I was there. Every, every Sunday. Every Sunday. And yeah. then like, sorry, how far back is the Irish, the, you have Irish? My, my dad, my, all my dad's side. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, right. yeah. Right, born and in Ireland and then, Immigrated or? Uh, yeah. 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 So like, yeah, pretty close. But like, so did you then like abandon the Catholicism for a bit and now you've kind of like found it again? Or have you just kind of always had a little... I don't really know how I feel about it all, to be honest. But I think I thought... it was just, I was, I was sort of... Because I, I, thought, I thought you were like quite into it now. Or maybe I've, I've been mistaken. I wouldn't say I'm a Catholic. Sure. But I would say I'm probably not a atheist. atheist. Sure. I think saying like I'm a Catholic, I, I don't subscribe to all of that, like all of it. Yeah. I think it's more like. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you with like the not I'm not an atheist. That that yeah. is very important to me. Like the rest, I'll figure it out, but I don't want to be part of that dogma. I'm <laughs> definitely I'm keeping a lot of tabs open on my <laughs> laptop. That's how I view it. I'm like, oh, they're all I'm not close to the tab yet. Not yet. Yeah, just uh, in case. Um, but but it's funny because Catholicism is sort of um. There's a lot of Catholics in Australia, right? Uh, I mean, I don't think we're a very religious country. You'd know better than me, Tom. This great guy, George Pell, who, um, who we're a big fan of him. He's a, he's a great Catholic. Uh, yes, no, big Catholic population. Used to be quite, yeah, it used to be definitely the um, spat upon um, yeah. uh, minority in Australia. Uh, I think there's a big big part of like a relationship, I guess probably Irish immigration as well, relationship to the police force and Catholicism, particularly in New South Wales. Like yeah. Obviously entirely Catholic. That's um, so yeah. interesting that that's happened in so many places. Yeah, Boston and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but someone once told me it was to do with controlling the gun. They said like, they, in order to get power and respect, right. all the Irish became police officers in the US, yeah. in like in New York right. and Boston. Yeah. So they could have a, they could control the narrative a bit and what happened on the streets. Interesting. But I don't know if that's real. <laughs> it's like, you know, the signs in Australia saying, you know, uh, Nina, no Irish need apply for jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. in Australia as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, think it travelled too well. I think we just needed people back then. It's just kind of yeah. like, honestly, there's like 27 people and 28 <laughs> jobs. We need you. We don't mind. But no, I, yeah, I just, I just found like the Catholic interesting because like, yeah, because I guess like growing up in Brighton, that's very alternative, but like growing up like Catholic in Brighton and then you've kind of like mm. moved to London and then you've kind of like gone back a little bit. Well, I guess like, the alternative thing in Brighton isn't 
it, it's it's almost a tourist attraction because for the most part, where I was growing up, you would not. It, it, there was nothing particularly mm. alternative. Certainly, when I was growing up, it was just a. It was like a place that you'd see everywhere, and yeah, and then you'd go into town, and then maybe there'd be a bit more. You know, there'd be more heroin around, or there'd be more artsy people, and there was like a, an arts festival. Yeah, stuff. And I, but I, for the most part, it's 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 still just a, a place. You it's know, some weird, like Byron Bay in um, Australia, which is like on the coast, beautiful part of the world, lots of celebrities. Yeah. I think a Hemsworth lives there or something like you know, lo- lots of like lots of lots of famous in- Insta mums, Insta mums. Like my, my fiance is like all on that. Like they all live in Byron Bay, and there's like that. seven like Insta mums, and they just make cash. Yeah, they just make bank. Jesus, and there's, it yeah. has an aura of like you know, it, it has a perception that it's like a hippie town as an alternative lifestyle mm. quite a mm. few like unvaccinated yeah, kids yeah. there but then underneath that from the local population like there's like quite a um, serious uh, problem with certain drugs and like yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, youth unemployment is a real problem and yeah it's always that weird kind of when it, when a place is sold as you know cool hippie alternative um, lifestyle place same with Nimbin in, in Queensland as well there's sometimes a bit of a dark underbelly yeah, going yeah. on where it's like nah some people actually can't well that was like, I, like I, ends meet at well, this point that's yeah. the truth I think Brighton is a bit of a lie actually <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is I think if you if you go there and you've got a good job or you mm. work in London, yeah. then you're fine. But if you don't, it's, it's a tough. Well, that, that was like I my... feel like Alex Jones. Brighton is a lie. Man. It's a lie. <laughs> We're fucking taking it. It's a, a lie. Here, bro. And your house isn't even that nice. <laughs> Please don't turn this into that. <laughs> but no, my first impression with Brighton because everyone's like Brighton's really cool. Because like in, I don't know if you've found this yet, but like in the UK, you talk to British people, they're like Brighton's great. Like you know, if I, was, yeah, if yeah, I live yeah. anywhere else, I'd live in Brighton. You know, like wherever yeah. they're from, like Scottish people as well, just like anywhere across the UK. Yeah. And then the first time I was there, I was like, this is quite a grim place in terms of like the homelessness and like just kind of like this kind of undercurrent of like drugs. Like I think in any alternative place, there's like obviously got to be like quite a serious drug dealing network to sustain that. Well, yeah, I think it, I guess it attracts a lot of the artists and a lot of the whatever that means. Yeah. And then they can't all, they don't all get out alive. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It is, I think it had the most registered heroin users in the country that was a statistic when I was growing up, I think. Yeah, that was like, because everyone's like, it's very like beautiful with the beach and like the houses and like, it's kind of yeah. like pastel kind of vibe. Like, because it's kind of got a Santa Monica vibe. You've been to Santa Monica in no, oh. no. So it kind of got a bit of that. And like, but then like, that's the same as like Venice Beach. Like Venice Beach is like a lot of homelessness. Yeah. Like it's very like heavy, like people living in their cars and shit. Then just like, super wealth mm, like yeah. just the juxtaposition is pretty intense mm. yeah yeah it's a, I mean it's still a it's a good place it was a you know it was a very nice place to grow up I suppose because there was always stuff mm. was, you definitely don't get bored there when we were kids we were like oh we could you know, we had cinemas and fucking yeah. heroin, <laughs> and heroin. <laughs> but like um, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and I don't yeah you know, it doesn't feel like home when I go there yeah. right that's yeah. interesting yeah. I mean yeah just like sorry just like the way you're describing it like kind of growing up next to like all this stuff that people kind of talk about but like your experience is very different to that that was like in sydney i grew up in like the suburbs yeah but like sydney that's where i yeah i would have been a bit out of it yeah yeah like australia's like gay capital is like sydney and like as an adult like you're just kind of like around that like i've been in like the mardi gras and shit and like it's not like a big deal where yeah. i think other people are like whoa you've been in like the mardi gras like it's like no nah, it's just a fun thing but like, i guess it, yeah. people are always like that you know people are always like you know, we go back to Canada to visit my girlfriend, well, my girlfriend, my wife's family. Um, actually, no, actually, my girlfriend's family. She's still my girlfriend, the other one. Uh, <laughs> and she, and they were like, London, eh? Fuck, you fucking bitch, you can't stop eating fish and chips. You go, well, no, it's a bit, there's a bit more than that. <laughs> That's not our experience. There's, there's a bit more nuance. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. One, one thing I just, um, 
when I, when I was like just read, reading up on the, the Perry, like I know I know you, but I like I like to read anyway. Do you guys know that if you Google you, neither of you are the first person to come up, which I found very strange. I'm surprised with you because you're a well, there's a mountaineer. Yes, a mountaineer named Tom Ballard who died earlier this year. Oh, yeah. yeah but that's just that. You, in well, six months, you'll be back on salt. <laughs> I should hope so. I was going to ask: did, did the death back on hurdle you? Like, was the death what jumped him? Like above you in the ratings. I think so. There was a few times. Not that I've ever searched. Do you think it was? Do you think it was a ploy from him? I think as so. A, as a like a. I think he was sick of this comedian bullshit. Die? Getting How the headlines. How did he die? He, my understanding is his mother was also a mountain, a mountain climber. She died while climbing a mountain. And I believe, in a tribute to her, he climbed another mountain and also died during that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read enough. Apparently, he was a really nice up. guy, too. It was a lot yeah. of loving tributes to him. Mm. And, um, yeah. Didn't seem to. You should climb Didn't make, make it hard to find uh, <laughs> feedback on my Edinburgh run. Searching through Twitter. But, you know, I guess it swings and roundabouts. Yeah. yeah. Who's you? Who's the. Oh, so many. There's so no, many. No, the one that comes up first, you know, because I looked it the up. The YouTube gamer. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Irish... That was a heavy, heavy bit in my last Edinburgh show. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was thought... this YouTube? The biggest YouTube gamer. Yeah. His real name is Sean McLaughlin. Sean McLaughlin. And it's fucking up my life. <laughs> Better known as Jack Septici, an Irish YouTuber best known for his blogs. As of April 2019, his channel has 10 billion views. What? And 22 yeah. million subscribers. Yeah. You are fucked. Like, yeah, there's no I'm way fucked. you're going to get that. Like, Have you had any wash off? It's two years. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Get him to climb and... a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and now he lives in Brighton. He bought a house in Brighton. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do you want from me? <laughs> what does that he is play? Amazing. Does he play everything? Or he just plays it? everything. Oh my god! And he's, he's and he's in Brighton now. His yeah, take, his take. And my old life. agent is now his agent. It's so because f- I got offered a film meant for him last year. <laughs> I got off- Yeah, they oh. offered. They they sent my agent a script, <laughs> and they said we're filming in. It was filming in Canada. We'll fly you out. We pay you this, and it was a you know, big amount of money for two days filming. We'll fly you first class. You'll be wine and dine in Montreal, and we were like. Oh well, let's do it. They go, when is it? They go, it's next week. So it's short. I was like, oh, fuck it. I mean, the money. Like, Amazing. And then 11th hour. Appe- Genuine, the quote was, it appears we've been pursuing the wrong Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. There's loads. loads no, I, I get a lot of mountain climbing gigs too. Yeah. <laughs> gotta got to take them. Yeah, gotta you got to take them. It's there, man. You got to take them. So it's like, Tom, are you interested in being sponsored by this carabiner company? <laughs> Mountain sure. climbing reference. Yeah. Thank you. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> no, wait. Sorry. Just like the, the famous Tom, famous Tom Ballard. Because in, in Australia, you, you had your TV show last year. And it, and it got cancelled, which is what happens to every Australian TV show. It's, it's impossible. tradition, yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to get something up at the moment. I don't know why. Like, it, they're just like, no, we don't. But one thing that I want to talk about. You got in trouble for this. And mm. I want to hear your reaction because maybe I've just been here too long. You called a man, member of parliament a cunt. On, it was not a member of parliament it was a candidate, a candidate. And it wasn't me it was my co-host Greg Larson and it was in the context of a comedic sketch and this is like on like the national <laughs> broadcaster like this is like on okay. the BBC being yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know who's a cunt like Nigel Farage <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. at like what 7pm 7.30 yeah 9.30 9.30 okay yes. Do you have the watershed as an idea in Australia? Yes, What's the watershed. There's a moment afterwards where you can swear more and be a bit more adult. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Oh. What time you're on depends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, 9.30, yeah. yes. And, and we used cunt before, I think, in different contexts. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Because yeah. I, I just like, 
I found it surprising that you were like allowed to, mm-hmm. and I was not surprised by the blowback. Mm. Maybe maybe I'm just like a pussy ass conservative now that I like live over here. But like, is that would you like what the ma- when's the mash report on nine thirty? Yeah. Do you think Nish Kumar could? <laughs> well, not Nish Kumar, like fucking Jeff Norcott or whatever. Like just call someone a cunt, and then everyone'd be like, Haha, "That's fine." I think you could. I I think you'd be fine. Really? I, mean, let's, I think within reason. You, people, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, people could look it up and they could look at the, the, the sketch had, had a level of, you know, there was a satirical yeah. heart of the sketch, which was, it, it was about this certain electorate where this guy was running in the by-election that was being mm. renamed because uh, it, was, it, was, it was named Batman, which was named after a guy, an explorer, an early, uh, Melbourne was almost called Batmania after this guy, right? It's an early explorer. Oh, that and was, he did that's some, a real missed opportunity, isn't it? Annoying, Batmania? Right? Oh my God. And the thing of merchandising. He did horrible shit to indigenous people. So people like, we should rename this electorate because it's being named after a shitty guy. Sure. Uh, and Greg Larson plays the role of a guy from the electoral commission saying, okay, we found a compromise between these two things. We're going to rename the electorate. Batman was a cunt. Okay. <laughs> really funny idea that he goes through all the election posters and, sure. and shows that like you would this is what the posters would look like if they changed yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. electorate yeah and the conservative politician kevin bailey uh didn't have the <laughs> didn't have the electorate it's still funny to me didn't have the <laughs> name on the poster so he said okay so that would be more kevin bailey is a cunt right, right. that's just yeah, dumb, yeah, 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 the yeah. third beat of the sketch. Yeah. Then Greg broke character and said, look, Kevin Bailey, I was going to interview you for this sketch. We were going to make fun of the Greens candidate and you said no. So that's what you get when you mess with me. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like this petty, yeah. stupid joke. Yeah, 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 but of yeah. course, none of that context matters to the right-wing media. And yes, it was provocative, but that was sort of our whole sort of remit. Yeah. And I, I agree, it's, it's remarkable. We, we were often surprised that we got stuff through to, to do all that show, but yeah. it's kind of the fucking point of... Uh, well, no, that was like, I was just right surprised that... You're yeah. allowed to, yeah. like mainly. I was just like, because I, yeah. I guess like I mainly feed off like US kind of media stuff. And right. Like if, if it was just like, yeah, so uh, Trevor Noah, like we want to we want to call this guy a cunt. <laughs> They'd just be like, no, like yeah. absolutely not. I know that cunt obviously is very different, but I was curious, like I really don't think it would be allowed here. Like maybe that's just my like perception of British I th- values. I, I think it would be a lot, but the thing is, ev- everything is going to be a fuss these days. Mm. Yeah. Every- it doesn't matter what you say, it's going to be a fuss. So whether it's allowed or not, mm. if you say it, then it's a fuss. And if you're not allowed to say it, then that's... Yeah. I, I mean, my instincts are that there's... I mean, it seemed like a perfectly funny little joke. And, I mean, we were allowed these- to do it. The, 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 it went through our, our, um, yeah. our uh, process. The Minister for Communications made an official complaint, which was referred to the Australian Communications and Media Authority, which released a 33-page report about the incident, which contained the yeah, word yeah, cunt yeah. 56 times. <laughs> and it was all cleared, because they were like, well, no, this is a joke, and this is satire, and the show had clearly established a time that we were for, for a certain audience that said adult things. So mm. we were allowed to do it, in theory. But, yeah, if you're judging it by whether right-wing media people would make a, a hoo-ha about it, then sure. Yeah, were they were they like then referring to it as like the C bomb or like the C word? How was it covered? How was it like outrage? Is tonight least drop the C bomb? They say C word. Yeah, they they put C and put the dashes and stuff. And it's really? all just the same because we all know what the word is. That's hilarious. You made a bunch of news networks say cunt for like a week. <laughs> Effectively, yeah. I like, love that C something something T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what are they calling it? What is Yeah, no. I just I just found that funny because I was like watching it from here, and I'm like. Yeah, I guess you can't really call a guy a cunt on TV. But then I'm like, but I guess you can. You can. If you like, called him something that wasn't that, like if it was like another a shithead thing, or something, I don't know. I should call on Have I Got News for You, which is a British sort of, I 
mean, I don't know. But do you, are you aware of this show? It's like a yeah, British yeah, satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even that satire anymore. I just recall Paul Merton to camera saying he thought that Prince Philip killed Princess Diana <laughs> in an episode. He says, I think he killed her. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought like, well, I mean, what's that if not? Yeah. Yeah. But he got away with it. Maybe it's because it's, he's an institution or whatever. But that seems far more dangerous than jokingly calling someone a cunt. Like, I mean, like, at, uh, on Nevermind the Buzzcock, Simon Amstel had that thing where, like, you know, Courtney Love, like, uh, killed Kurt Cobain to make it look like suicide. And they had, yeah, like, a yeah, little yeah. disclaimer underneath yeah. being, like, BBC, like, Simon Amstel is definitely lying. Like, yeah, yeah. Which I, like, yeah. But I was surprised he was allowed to say that. It's amazing what you can get away with. Because like, <laughs> I would on. I was watching a stand-up spot on Colbert the other day, and I think he said "God damn it," and they bleeped that out. They bleeped out "God damn it" or "Jesus Christ." They're really they're now bleeped on. Yeah. Well, America's like so weird on that. I still remember there's like um, a Patrice O'Neill thing for like uh, Comedy Central, and he they bleeped Buick. Oh. Like there's like the brand of car for like the Washington Sniper, and like that was just the funniest one. Right. And so they're just like, like they said that they had like the N word. They didn't bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bleeped Buick. Yeah, that'd be and you're some like, advertising what? thing. What? Like, yeah. oh man, Ameri- America's so nuts. Like their thing on cunt is like bizarre. Like, because yeah. I, yeah, when I've done gigs there, when, I mean, I haven't done gigs there, obviously, please still give me a visa. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, like I would have to have a caveat after I said cunt. Like I would have to then be like, I'm Australian. I can say cunt because when we say cunt, we mean cunts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which was like enough for them, because like yeah, in their yeah. head, it's like it's like a woman. Like you're just, it's like a slur for a woman. That's all it is. Yeah. Which is bizarre. I, I'm gonna do this. I tell that story about the cunt gates thing in this show, and I'm gonna mm. do a sort of showcase show in in LA in a couple of weeks. I I don't think I can do that bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might get away with it because it's like offensive, but I think most of them will just not believe you, because like the idea of American TV, someone saying cunt is like yeah. so absurd. Mm-hmm. Like they would just be like, there's no possible way the story is a fabrication. Whereas when you're like telling it to me and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can imagine a media report in Australia <laughs> where they're just like cunt just like so many times. It's just like the intention of cunt was not as was like just really taking it quite seriously. And what, what better indication of Australian culture is there than that? It's the best. The best. All right. Um, guys, we're almost, we're almost done. I was just going to say, I always ask this question. Like, um, would is if you couldn't live in London, in the UK, where would you live? Or if it's like another country, like what would what your second option be? Where else would I live in the UK? Well, like it can be UK, it can be anywhere. What, what you, your number two, your number two living location anywhere in the world, no visa issues, like you're like you're a white guy back in the day, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's fucking rolling anywhere. And like, thank you so much. Come on in. But, Broadly yeah. speaking, I'm the, I would feel like I'm that these days. I've really hit the jackpot passport wise. Uh, I would probably. I mean, I love Canada. If I wasn't a comedian, I'd definitely live in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Just like a given. Probably. Probably, yeah. Like any Ot- other Ottawa or Toronto or somewhere like that. Yeah. I'd say Montreal, but I don't speak French, so it might be tougher, but somewhere like that. Cool. I think so. But I, li- I, li- I, like-, I like London. Yeah, but you, just, you can't see yourself leaving London. Well, I, well I, I can see it, but I mean, I don't know where. You'll resist it strongly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. You don't really know? Interesting. Yeah. What, about, what about you, Tom? Like you, you got, you're based in Melbourne, I guess, like officially. You got like a house there and stuff. 
Based in Melbourne, uh, yes, yes, hoping to maybe move to this beautiful city uh, next year. And I think that, I can, that could totally work. I think it's a pretty cool place to live. But like on a permanent? Uh, well, I've got this two-year visa, so until that runs out, I guess, yeah, I'll give that a bit of a crack. That's probably yeah. when the country will run out. <laughs> <laughs> the last yeah, visa they ever issued. Yeah. Tom Ballard. The Mountaineer? No, the Commission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. He couldn't get his medicine in. Would you live... Here's a quick... Just before we sure, go. Please. Would you live... Have you been to the States before? Yes. yes. US. You've been to like Los Angeles, New York. Would you live in America if you could? 100%. Really? Love it. Okay. I like... I like... I'm picking up everything they're putting down. Yeah. They... they Even the gun stuff and the healthcare stuff and... Uh, the healthcare stuff is kind of freaky, but I've never been sick. Like, I've just never... Like, genuinely. Like, I Some don't... Good. I, I, don't, I don't have, like, a national insurance number here. Like, I've never yeah, been yeah, to a yeah. GP. Like, I just, I just function on, like, white guilt and being slim. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, I really like the States. Like, the, 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 the like... The ambulance and like healthcare stuff in the states is like fucking terrifying. Like just yeah. you know you like go to go to hospital for like seven minutes and you get a bill for ten grand and you're like yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Mm. And like it's like can be the wrong hospital. Like getting Ubers when you're being like injured because like an ambulance is so like that is scary. But the gun thing, I don't re- like. I don't know. Like because when it, before I came here, I was like terrorism. Like, you know, that was like in my head because like in Australia, we're so far away from everything. Yeah. So you're just kind of like London, that's where things blow up. Like, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. it, it is, right? Like careers. Like, am yeah, I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you did a little guns. <laughs> um, nailed it. But you know, like genuinely like that is like, I think you've lived in New York or LA, guns aren't a major part of your life or wouldn't be a present well, threat mm. in, your, in your world. LA has the regular gun laws. Like the, New York's a bit different, but LA, it's, it's there. Like mm. it's, it's on, like in the right areas. Right. But, yeah, I, I do. I really like Americans. That, mm. I, why is that? Like, I feel like I'm saying something controversial. They're great. They no, want to no, show no. you everything. They're mm. just like, hey, man, have you seen how great this place is? Let me tell you about it. America yeah. is wonderful. I think if you think about like living permanently or starting a family, you're you're in trouble. Unless you, you know become John Oliver and uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're, yeah, you're yeah. a multimillionaire, then yeah. America will be lovely yeah. and you'd be fine. Jim Jeffries has a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, by he's the, doing by okay. the sounds of it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what what about you, man? Would you live there? I would. I mean, New York to me is like the most magical place ever, and uh, I I love living there. And as an unattached, you know, young comedian in his thirties, mm. I think living there for a few years would be a dream. But yeah. I think if you're starting a family or thinking about a long term thing, Australia really is a pretty extraordinary place to live. Yeah, yeah. the the family pool for Australia is like you're just kind of like they'll like. The one yeah. thing about having kids in Australia, you're just like, they'll survive. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the chances of them dying are, like, very low. Whereas, <laughs> it's, like, it's... do you get that? Like, that's honestly in my head. I'm like, even if I'm quite yeah, yeah. lazy as a parent, like, they will be fine. Like, <laughs> Is like... it, like, still the highest quality of life in the world in Australia? Like, in the, that's what they say? I think, technically, it's, like, Iceland or some shit. Like, it's, Vienna, Iceland's the Vienna safest be- place in the world. Vienna was the nicest Vienna was number one and then I think Sydney the was city yeah, most livable yeah yeah that was yeah it. like like four Australian cities in the top ten like yeah, it's, yeah. So Canada's the same Canada's like got three I think. yeah yeah but like Iceland I think is the safest place in the world and then like Australia's like second yeah. and Iceland like everybody's related to everybody everybody's the same race like yeah. that's just gonna be a safe place like what are they gonna argue about you know yeah. like what, what's even <laughs> happening there Seriously? Yeah. They've got apps okay. for it. Bordering <laughs> on arguing sure for an ethno state. Yeah. But, you know. Just, Look, I'm not arguing for it. I just see the benefits. <laughs> That's all I'm oh. It's oh. Alex Jones again. <laughs> Brighton is alive. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, 
Where can, where can people find you? That's that's important. And the, and the sign-off, Tom Ballard, where can people find you? Um, I'm on social media at Tom Z Ballard, and I have a podcast called Like I'm a Six-Year-Old, which is me talking to people about their politics, which people might enjoy if they like uh, politics or me. Awesome. I think they'd probably like both. Shucks. I'm just thanks. kidding. Nobody likes politics. Um, <laughs> Sean, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter. Sean McLaughlin is my Twitter. And oh, then, that gamer guy. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, a dentist in Perth just gave it to me a few years ago. Oh, that's I'm, nice. I've got. I was so happy with it. He goes, "Look, people keep writing to me thinking I'm you. Just have it." <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got two guys. I got to track down on Instagram and Twitter. Like, I, I got Dan Muggleton. Yeah. But there's two Daniels. And like, one of them's like, "Yeah, I'll swap with you." And then I just never followed up. Well, no, I'm, I'm really glad I got to change. And then my, it's Sean McLaughlin comedian on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. All right, and the, the way we ended, like, I mean, it's less it's less exciting because you guys are both like Commonwealth people. But you say cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Fucking crushed it. pleasure. Jerk off. See you next time. Cheers. All right, that was my chat with Sean and Tom. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. Please do get around them on social media. If you like the cut of their jib, if you like their vibe, uh, they're all over the place. Sean has an album out, which I really like. It's called Support Act. You can listen to that on Spotify or wherever you get your comedy albums. And Tom Ballard, you know, plenty of content online. If you search Tom Ballard, not the Mountaineer, uh, you will find plenty of Tom Ballard stand-up clips all over the place. Uh, he's just finished his run at the Soho Theatre in London, but I'm sure he'll be on some other shows around town. Uh, enough of that. If you did enjoy the episode, please do subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, just follow us so you know when the episodes come out. Uh, please get around the YouTube. Check out the episode live. You can see my goddamn head as I talk, which I hear is very exciting. Uh, video killed the radio star and whatnot. Um, other than that, I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. If you liked me, my name is Daniel Muggleton. I got a special on Amazon Prime. You can stream it for free. Uh, I got a shout out on the Comedians Comedian Facebook group, which was very nice of Stu Goldsmith over there uh, that he enjoyed the special. So that's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, jerk offs. Until next time, it's been a pleasure. Catch you later. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>